Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper live at Rogers Place. The Oilers uh, basically with two sessions a day taking place. We've run through the lines. We'll rerun them at 145. On the ice right now are the Edmonton Oil Kings. And in uh, 29 seconds time, we'll hook up with Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. Uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a listler, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or uh, download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, as promised, uh, Kurt Hill has been kind enough to join us here at Rogers Place to see what is a completely different team than the one that you had last year, Kurt. Uh, in fairness, and and you can maybe perhaps shed some insight on this. Maybe the best team you had was actually the 2021 team. Uh, you loaded up and went for it in 21-22. You won what was then the Alberta bubble in 2021, but there was no WHL or uh, Memorial Cup championship played for. You won the WHL this uh, year. You were banged up by the time you went to the Memorial Cup. I think you guys uh, would probably like to have had some moments back in that tournament. Um, and now it's a completely different challenge because several of your players, Caden Gooley's going to probably make the Montreal Canadiens. Jake Neighbors got a great chance to make the St. Louis Blues. Not sure about Dylan Gunther, Sebastian Cosa. I saw a story yesterday saying Justin sort of was Florida's best prospect in the organization. I was surprised to see that, but they moved some. It, this is a very different. I mean, those guys were all on the world junior team. This is a very different group that you're watching right now, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. It's, uh, you know, last year we were pretty pretty lucky to have the group that we had, and at the end of the day, you know, they they got the job done. They won us a championship, and like you said, the Memorial Cup tournament. I think there's there's some instances we wanted back there, and you know, a little health would have went a long way there as well. But yeah, going back to that bubble year, that was a that was a really strong team, and. That was without adding anybody to that group. Now, was that a homegrown team? And and you've always stated, hey, I inherited some of these picks along the road, but is there something to be said from that, that they all kind of grew up as oil kings together? The fact is, when you got shut down in 19 and 20, you had a team that might have been able to win the Eastern Conference. But when you look at the 2021 team, I think you might have been better on paper that year than any of the years, depth-wise. Yeah, I think we were. We were deep that year, but I... but if you well, after we made the moves last year, we were definitely a better team. Yeah, you know we had some pretty high, high caliber. 
players on that that we definitely didn't have the year before. I mean, we were probably a little bit more of a team and had some of those character guys like Scotty Atkinson that were still here that and Cap and you know those guys had been a part of the organization for for five years and they had been big parts of it. So, um, but you know now we're it's it's a little time to put that stuff behind us a little bit and, and you know it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, starting over here and with a new group. A long shot, but do you expect Caden Gooley back? No. Okay. Do you expect Jake Neighbors back? No. All right. So there's two right there. They would have to come back as 20s as well, right? Sure. So they're not coming back. Uh, uh, any chance? What about Sebastian? So just so the listeners are aware, Caden Gooley was a first-round draft choice of the Montreal Canadiens. Actually, the guy I wanted in that draft year. Uh, I I talked to some people that saw Holloway play, and they kind of compared him a bit to a Marty Reasoner type. I now think that Dylan's a better skater than Marty Reasoner and more has a more explosive upside. Reasoner, people don't realize this, when when he was drafted 14th overall by St. Louis, he was a huge point producer at Boston College. More productive player than Holloway was at Wisconsin when he was drafted 14th by the Oilers. But I really like Gooley, but Edmonton had taken Bouchard and Broberg the two years before. So you don't expect Gooley back. I, my Montreal guys tell me he's making the team in Montreal. Uh, Jake Neighbors, what do you, you don't expect him back. Is he going to make St. Louis? I think he's going to have every opportunity to. And at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, if he's just not ready to, to have a role or to play those minutes, they'll send him down. They're pretty patient with guys for the most part. At, but they always seem to have that one young guy every year that uh, plays pretty significant piece of their of their puzzle there. All right. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, I, I don't know if you had conversations yet with Bill Armstrong. Dylan Gunther could come back. He was the ninth overall pick a couple years ago in the NHL draft. Uh, he did suffer an injury and was a huge absence of the Memorial Cup, not having your best goal scorer there. Yeah, it's a goal of game, you know, as it, with the way he was clicking along in the playoffs. But, you know, as of right now, the communication's been that he's going to get games there and we're going to go from there. We're going to see how he fits in and, and we'll see. So I'd expect it to be a neighbor situation. He's probably going to play nine games and then they're going to let us know. Sebastian Kosa, another first-round pick. A guy went 15th overall to Detroit. And he's, I mean, he was unbelievable in the bubble. There was a drop-off last season, and I think he'd be the first to tell you he maybe wished he played a little bit better in the Memorial Cup as well. He didn't steal a game there for you. No, he didn't. I think he wanted a goal back in each of those games for sure. And, you know, there were points last year, um, you know, where he had to really transition operating on a, on a low, low work. 15 to 20 shots a night, which for him was difficult at times, and he had some tough nights. But, you know, I give him a, a lot of credit. Once the playoffs came around and we had to close out series or win an important game, those were his best games, and he really found it uh, at that time. But for him right now, you know, with talking to Detroit, I think they're going to try to get him playing time as much as they can in the minors, and I think if we see him back, it's at Christmas because he's just not getting games, if we, if we even do. I all have a feeling he's All right, so four first-rounders that were sort of the base of the team for the Memorial Cup drive last year all gone uh, either in the NHL or in the American League this season so now you have a completely how many guys I, I mean I, see if I can do this off the top of my head just looking at your squad right now uh, Golder was on the team last year Miller was on the team Seitz um, Van Ohm didn't play much in the Memorial Cup uh, Zabo did so it's I guess four of your top nine none of the guys in the bottom Dehoniak did one of your and uh, Kowalik played in your third parent. So basically six skaters that played for you in the Memorial Cup because you don't have Jackson Weave right now. 
different team. <laughs> a lot younger. Oh, it's a lot different team. <laughs> a lot of 05s and 06s, aren't there? Wow. Yeah, and you know, it's um, yeah, our 04 group too. You know, it's uh, we had to re- revamp that group a little bit just with, uh, you know, obviously the the situation that happened with Caleb Reimer. And, uh, you know, so we had to bring in some other 04s here just to get that age group going a little bit and give some of these uh, players some opportunity to, you know, hopefully with the, the Melnick addition, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, could potentially have a good chance of being a 20 here. And, you know, it's nice when you can have your own 20s at the end of the day and you're not right. going out to find them. Like our 03 group right now, our only returning player, um, well, Peters and Andre could be back and we're already um, likely in the market for a, for a 20-year-old next season if we're going to go down that path. So it's, uh, you know, that's one of the things we looked at with that 04 group is trying to add some extra bodies that we feel could potentially be uh, three-year pieces here. Just as a reminder to the listeners, Caleb Reimer was the Edmonton Oil Kings' first-round pick, and he passed away in a car accident uh, a, a year, just a little over a year ago, about 13 months ago. Uh, he would have likely have been a consensus first-round pick for the up. It, this this upcoming draft this yeah. year, right? Yeah, he's he, a late birthday. Yeah, he he had a he was a six foot three right shot center. He had a strong possibility. Now you did pick up a player in Cole Miller, uh, who is an 05. Uh, so he, now is he a late birthday or is he uh, eligible for the twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four draft? Twenty three. He's the twenty three, and he was one of the guys. He along uh, I, I guess along with Jackson Weep probably were your two most pleasant surprises from the Memorial Cup for me. Uh, is Miller a guy that's got a chance to, to get his note? Again, what is he, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, right shot. Right shot center. Is he a kid that's got a chance to end up getting drafted maybe? He, probably not on the radar screen to be a first-round pick right now, but, but you know, could he be a second or third rounder for the draft? I think he's got a chance. You know, I think one thing that scouts are going to have to kind of go through with him is the production level him it's it, you know I don't know if, how much he's going to produce this year being a young player not being supported by having star talent around him to right. to really help him in that, to that capacity but uh, you know he's a big guy that skates really well um, you know he's still finding his way to you know play a little bit harder and go to those dirty areas at time but there's a there's a huge upside in this player and his skill set's really strong so I think there by the end of the year he's a guy that has a very strong possibility. Now you did pick up a couple you mentioned the 04s that you picked up uh, Melnick and, and, and Finley. Now Finley is the son of Jeff Finley and uh, so there's a, and they're going to end up playing pretty high in the lineup for you, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to end up playing high, and then as well as Luca Hoff, the new import we have from Germany, is going to get some some looks there. And you know, it's uh, guys are going to kind of be interchanged here, and they're going to get a lot of opportunity right through the entire lineup. And it's going to be a little bit of uh, who wants to take the ball and run with it early on. We saw Luca Hoff. I was obviously in Penticton at the rookie tournament. Edmonton had a good team. Like the oil, the Oilers have gone 13-0-2 in the last five years in that tournament. Hoff pretty much played where you would expect, uh, you know, a guy out of uh, a guy headed to junior as an, you know, an 18-year-old kid. He played on the fourth line. Uh, I wouldn't say that he was explosive in terms of the skating. But he's playing against better players. With all due respect to the WHL, he's playing against better players in that tournament. There's, each team's got a couple guys that might be in the NHL this year. Uh, what have you seen out of Hoff so far through training camp and in preseason? What sort of expectation level? Because sometimes it takes European players a little bit of a transition to come over. Yeah, I think it's, you know... It's tough to compare him to a guy like Demick because Demick's a, a very elite player, I would say. That, um, but he's he's probably a little bit behind when we got Demick over here last year. But uh, Luca, you know, the things about him is he's fluent in English. He understands, um, you know, work ethic and practice, and his game is really built around 
his work ethic. So he's got a great shot, good skill set, and I think he just got to learn the North American style a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I think early on here we've really liked what we saw, and he's going to have a good chance. You mentioned Jakob Demick, uh, and he is a fourth-round pick of the Vegas Golden Knights. The problem for your team, and he's one of your two Europeans, he's going to be out for a while, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he just recently had surgery here, so he's going to be out. Uh, we're looking at about four to five months, so he won't be ready to play probably until February at the earliest. Is there a chance they end up sending him back next season, Vegas? I mean, they're a team that's they're starting to build up their prospect pool a bit. You could end up having a double counter as a twenty and a European. Well, if they, I mean, if they get to that point, we'd certainly welcome him back as a as a two spotter. But uh, you know, I think when it came down to the decision to for him to go get that, I think there's probably a, a little bit of a plan for him to go and try to play in the American League next year. But again, it's probably a lot's going to depend how he comes off that surgery and how he looks at the end of the year. Uh, I didn't mention Luke Prokop, who potentially could come back as a 20 as well. Except you've been told he's not coming back already. Yeah, all the indications with them there in Nashville is that he's going to get an opportunity to play in the minors. All right, so you had basically. Basically, your, your top four last year, you had Caden Gooley, you had uh, Luke Prokop, you had uh, Logan Dehaniak, and who am I missing out? Kubitschek. And uh, Simon, who I just saw with Winnipeg, uh, with the Jets. Um, didn't look, you know, quickness would be the issue yeah. there. So, I mean, again, but you do have to, now, is Dohaniak back? Because he went off to Arizona's rookie camp, didn't he? Yeah, Dohaniak, uh, Hoff, and Hale were at camps, and they're all back. Okay, so that's a, that's a good news for you. Obviously, Logan's going to be the guy that uh, is going to carry the mail for you in the back end. He's going to play a ton. Yeah, no question. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, Kowalik's going to play a lot too. He's a guy that came last year, was on that third pair, as we mentioned, and he's going to he's going to be relied upon heavily. And um, he's a, another guy that's probably not on the radar for the NHL draft right now. But I I'll be surprised if his name's not called at oh, the end of the year. Okay. Well, I, look, you were an amateur scout for the Chicago Blackhawks before being the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, Kurt Hill joining us. By the way, Kurt, I don't know if we congratulated you. Uh, you did get a multi-year contract extension, so congrats on that. So you've had this team that uh, you know. Any one of the last three years, and the problem was we only played for one Memorial Cup, but any one of those three years you might have been able to win. Now you're in a bit, face it, you're in a rebuilding mode. Is the inevitability there that you might move a couple of the 20s at a certain point here to try to recruit some of the assets that you moved to get some of the guys you brought in over the last last year? Yeah, I think I think we got to consider everything this year at the end of the day. I, I don't know if we were going to be able to move absolutely everybody out and um, – you know, because you got to insulate your young players to have success, and you need to keep some guys around. But at the same time, you know, for our older players, um, we'll see how we do the first half of the year here. And you know, if we get off to a good start, um, it might completely change things. Or if uh, you know we're we're mediocre, then who knows? And we got to we got to look at things that's best for the organization and best for the you know our older players too. At the end of the day, if you can give them a chance to go win again, and in their last year of junior, I, I'd have no problem doing that as well. Uh, where are you at in goal right now? Well, we got Colby Hay and Worthington, and I think it's really two younger goalies in our league. I mean, Hayes only played 25 games as a starter, but I really like both their upside. I think they're both going to be good players. Now, now it's interesting with the Oil Kings, and I'll, I'll reference your predecessor, Randy Hanch, who's an amateur scout for the Arizona Coyotes right now. Uh, he drafted Devin Dubnik for the Kamloops Blazers when he was with that organization. He drafted uh, Laurent Brassois. He drafted Tristan Jarney. He drafted Kosa. So he, he hit there. What is the key, in your opinion, to drafting goaltenders? Because some people think at the NHL level, when you're picking goalies, it's a little bit of voodoo. Like we've seen lots of, you know, for in fact, there's been a movement away from drafting 
player, you know, goalie like a Kosa in the first round. A lot of organizations like to take the stress off of that situation. Edmonton passed on Jesper Wallstadt. Much to the chagrin, a lot of the Oilers fan base that thought the Oilers should be taking Wallstadt with that uh, pick that they had, which was tw- they would have gotten him there. Minnesota ended up trading into Edmonton's spot to get him. So give me your, as a guy that worked in the Hawks organization at Amateur Scouting, do you have a, a thought process or a, t- a template you deploy in terms of drafting uh, uh, goalies uh, in, in drafts? Well, and, and I mean, in the Bantam draft, it's a little different because they're so young. I mean, then when we were in Chicago, we talked about goalies. But I think at the end of the day, and for any goalies that you're picking in the draft, it's the plan that you're going to have for them. That means the world, the difference at the end of the day. And, you know, for to have guys, give them the opportunity to develop at the right pace and get the minutes that they need and the patience that you need to have with them, I think, those are the most important aspects and all those go- goaltenders you mentioned maybe Dubnik played I think a lot when he first came into the league and when I was in Kelowna he was in there and getting bombarded early and luckily he did pan out as it went on but right. a lot of those Oil Kings goalies I mean they had guys in front of them where they were able to be a backup for a year and then then take the reins which similar to, to Kosa he had good people in front of him good goalies when we brought Warm in and he learned that way and now Hay got the chance to learn from Kosa, so I think him and Worthington, you know, have a chance to be really good goaltenders. You have Red Deer tomorrow night. It's your home opener. You're also celebrating your WHL championship from last year. How do the Rebels look, and how does the rest of the Central Division look on paper? Yeah, the Rebel. I think everyone's going to look a little different this weekend just because you're, you're a little bit mishmashed with... I mean, we got everybody back for the most part other than injuries, but, you know, Red Deer will be missing some guys to NHL camp still, so they'll be a little bit of a different team. But, you know, once... Um, they had their one goalie have have to retire this year uh, to start the season due to due to some due to an injury. Um, so he's going to be somebody they're going to need to replace. But uh, they're going to have one of the stronger teams, I would say, in our division. Them and Lethbridge and Swift Current, I think, would be probably the stronger teams. And then uh, Calgary Med- and Medicine Hat's a little bit surprised. They've added two 20-year-olds, a Euro, and uh, a player from the queue. So you know those could be big additions to help them maybe bump up a bit. And, Okay, and what about Kamloops is hosting the Memorial Cup this year? How do they look? I mean, I'm going to assume they're getting Stan Govin back uh, for that and probably a team that acquires a couple players as the year goes on. Well, I think if I was, if I was comparing my roster to what they have last year, I think they, they got to add some significant pieces still if they're going to go to the Memorial Cup and win. I mean, that's... Last year, I, we knew at the start of the year we probably, you know, I think we had a, we always felt we had a chance to probably win the league with where we started even last year. Yep. But we felt if we were going to go and try to compete and make sure we won the league and then try to go compete there, we had to add pieces, and I think they're going to have to do the same. Bottom line for the listeners, Dylan Dun- Gunther doesn't get hurt. I mean, you take away your, I mean, he's he's your best goal scorer. You take him out of, he runs your power play. You take him out of the mix. You were a different team from. Uh, Really, from when he went out of the Seattle series, it was a little bit different series as well. Just to wrap up, because of the Reed Schaefer angle with Seattle, is Seattle expected to be a good team again this year? Seattle will be very good. I think they're probably, right now on paper, the best team in the league, I would say. Winnipeg's close again, and it's, uh, you know, Winnipeg, in my opinion, um, they're going to have to add some some toughness and some grit to get... Seattle has that. Seattle already has it. We saw that in the finals this year, and they got a lot of those guys back in Winnipeg, I think. You know, they're going to be a year older, yes, but once they get, when they played us in the third round, I mean, and it was they had a tough time handling us with how big we were and the physical aspect of the game and I think they're going to have to add a few pieces. Kurt, uh, we're going to do this every couple of weeks. Thanks for uh, providing us with some insight with uh, your team this season and look forward to doing it during the course of the year. Yep, thanks for having me, Bob. Keep that headset on for eight seconds off to a quick timeout. We'll wrap up with this day in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers now. It's 154 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer as the Oil Kings are on the ice. The opening day of NHL 
training camps. All right, we're going to blast through them because we don't have a lot of time, so we'll make it count. McDavid was with Kane and Yamamoto today. Dry settle with Hyman and Paul Yarvey. McLeod signing this morning. Agreeing to the terms last night with RH and Fogel, Shore, Yanmark, and Ryan. Malone with Holloway and Vertanen. McKeg with Schaefer and Borgo. Philip with Hamlin and Chason slash Petrov. Esposito with Benson and Griffith. Uh, the D pairings were Nurse with Warner who's obviously a placeholder for CC Kulak and Bouchard, Broberg and Barry Murray and Sam Marukov, Niemelainen and Demers, Keldus and Kemp, uh, Demers in on a PTO like Jake Furtanen, uh, Peters and Kesserling and Keel, Campbell, Skinner, Pickard, Fanti, Rodrig. That's what your Oilers lineup looked like today. Here we go. Into the day in Oilers history, it is presented by New West Travel. This November, join Oilers now on a road trip to New York City to see the Oilers play the Rangers and the Islanders. For details, call newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 1997, the Oilers make some preseason roster cuts, and among them are a friend of the show, George Larocque. He spent 46 games with the AHL's Hamilton Bulldogs that year, racked up 154 penalty minutes, called up for 11 NHL games where he had 59 penalties but no points. All right. Also, uh, on this day, born 47 years ago, former Edmonton Oilers captain Ethan Morrow, who I did not know this until he told me, I guess I must have missed this, Brendan. He is the director of hockey at Athel Murray College in Notre Dame in Wilcox, Saskatchewan. That is currently what he's or uh, uh, Wilcox, Saskatchewan. That is currently what he's doing. Always liked Chopper. Good dude. Uh, not afraid to speak his mind which sometimes rankled some people and upset some people, but uh, back out in Western Canada. Tomorrow, Elliot Friedman will join us. He'll be our headliner on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Tonight, Reed Wilkins says Inside Sports. What's he got shaking? Uh, lots more from Oilers training camp. Some comments from Jay Woodcroft. And Cam Moon is a busy guy. He was on NHL Network Radio this morning. You'll hear from him later on tonight on chat. I know, the morning show, they have Cam on. They never call. I don't take it personally. It's all right. It's all good. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Jet Afternoons of Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.